0: Hello, and welcome to A Girl in Sweaty Spandex. I'm Lauren Treslow, and I'm here to be real and break down the impossible standards of women while turning up the positivity and self-love. And today, I would love to dive into kicking open the box. What is the box? Who's in it? I don't know. Here, I Just think about a great visual. If you've seen the Barbie movie, and she's in the boardroom, and Will Ferrell is like just get in the box, get in the box, you know, pretty please get in the box. And she's like, okay. okay." And she's standing in the box and you can like see her contemplating, hmm, there's all these, you know, 20 men surrounding her, looking at her and they're like slowly (laughs) cranking the the ties that are going to put her arms back in there. And she's like, um, hold on. But I think the box in that it's it's a beautiful image like you can i can see the pink box i can see barbie but it's obviously a metaphor you know they want her to go back into the role that that she was playing you know she was ready to change she was ready to explore she was ready to do do and be more and they just wanted her back in the box and continue to be in the same role that she was before and i I feel like women and girls get put into, you know, a metaphorical box in a lot of different ways. And I feel like recently, because my girls are starting to get older, that I'm I'm seeing it from a different vantage point as well. And I'm starting to feel a certain way about it <laughs> and starting to honestly get a lot of questions from my girls. Uh, they, They kind of see different things out in the world and they're very inquisitive and, and how come it's not this way or, you know, what about that? And sometimes those are hard questions to answer because if you look, you look out in the real world on whatever they're, they're commenting on, I'm like, that is a really great question. (laughs) I'm not really sure I have the answer to that one, but it's a a really great question. And I feel like as moms, I feel at least I'm constantly at battle Because, y'all, I tell my girls all the time, you know, you can be anything, do anything. You know, the world is your oyster. Go for it. It is a constant conversation we are having. It doesn't – it just kind of pops up in all different places. And I – that's just – it's part of who I am. It's, you know, the fabric woven within my being that I just – I want them to feel like they can do and be anything in, in that whole women empowerment piece. But then I feel like out in the world, there are these random, op- I'm going to say opponents, you know, that are breaking down my hard work. that <laughs> I've really, and it's, it, it kind of was, it's kind of crazy to see, you know, we hear about some, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared to think how many stories I don't hear from my girls you know, every now and then, oh, well, this happened or, you know, that happened. And so-and-so said this to me. And sometimes it's, you know, a week later and they're like, oh, didn't I tell you that? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just scary to think how many, how many different little moments in their day that could be kind of breaking down what I'm trying to build for them. And so I think as moms, we have to be resilient and consistent And sometimes I feel like I'm saying the damn same thing over and over and over, but I think it's really important because messaging out there, you know, it used to be in the marketing world, they're like, oh, if they've seen it seven times, you know, that was the magic number. And now people are like, I don't know, it might be 27 times because people are so inundated with messaging and and messages that they can't decipher or they just tune all of them out. And so... It's kind of a constant, oh my gosh, the consistency of these messaging aspects to our girls need to be, I feel like I'm just saying them all the time, but there are a lot of things trying to to break those messages down. I give these examples because it's easier to put in context with youth. You know, they still see certain things like, I can... I can be the president. I can go to space. I can be an astronaut. You know, they still think, you know, that they can be anything. And as we get older, we kind of get a little cynical about those things. And so I kind of am putting it into a context of the youth today. I do feel like some of these stories, I'm gonna tell you this one specific story kind of plays that out perfectly in in not a great way. To to start. But my daughter, Emma, she loves soccer. She is athletic. She is a hard little worker. And she loves to play soccer. And well, she loves all sports. And so on the playground, a lot of times the soccer field is, you know, commanded by the boys. But she's like, I want to play soccer all the time, too. And so she felt like she was good at it. She always felt awesome about herself. And one day, a little boy, you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, can I play, too? And he was like, absolutely not. Like, you're a girl, and you can't play soccer anyways. And she came home that afternoon destroyed. I mean, destroyed. It's like the, the entire bubble of her confidence in soccer was burst in this one interaction, this one moment. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's amazing what, well, A, how powerful words are, and B, all the constant, you know, you're the best, you're amazing, you can do all these great things can just be popped in in an instant. She, you know, she was so upset Now, thank goodness, I have a dear, our our besties, um, one of our best friends, he works in the athletic department, and he helped me create a a magical moment for her. And I surprised her one afternoon, and I said, Come on, get in the car. Only you. The other three, they weren't allowed to come. (laughs) And she said, Well, where are we going? And I was like, Just get in the car. And we drove over to our big indoor facility uh, we're our Gamecocks University of South Carolina and we showed up and I said we're going to go watch the women's soccer team practice and she was like oh my gosh and we walked in and her eyes oh my gosh just lit up and those women on that soccer field they were amazing and they invited her out Onto the field, they all talked about, you know, they've had similar moments growing up where, you know, boys thought it's just for them, and they just lifted her up and lifted her up and restored her confidence in in who she was, really, because she has such an identity with soccer, and I realized I, I couldn't, I I could not have done that moment without those women, without our. That afternoon, because there were so many of them that were, you know, creating that message for her that I don't think I could have done on my own. So, an instant. She is put in this box where she feels like she's less than or not good enough to play soccer. And i that's an, you know, it's an, a small little anecdote that... Okay, well, soccer, who cares? But all those moments add up. They really do. I think I've told this story several times. (laughs) Um, But if you haven't heard it, my twins had to dress up for President's Day last year. And so they had to to wear, like, costumes. So they're, like, pulling up the iPad, like, okay, who should we be? And we start scrolling through, and they're like, I mean, hello. Where are all the girls? And I was like, well, there, there actually are not any female presidents and they're like what well why kind of like I said earlier it's a hard um, question to answer my sweet friends and you could tell they were just like what so it's those little moments that I feel like break down the confidence of us as females you're like well shoot okay maybe I thought I wanted to be the president of the United States and now I see. Well, okay. Well, maybe I can't because I'm not a boy. It's, it's all the interactions, and so we have to be louder, and more consistent, and prouder, and maybe, maybe that will help rub off on ourselves too. Because we've all been there. We, I might be 40 today, but I, I have probably have a million stories just like that. Actually, I looked at the study and. It said, until the age of 12, there was virtually no difference in confidence between boys and girls. But by the end of age 14, the average girl was far less confident than the average boy. So there's something specific happening in those impressionable years where the confidence is being chipped away at. And I think there's... I Googled, you know, what are the stereotypes of women? Because I was like, okay, well, what are, what are these boxes we're being placed in? Like, what are some of the stereotypical, like, oh, this is your role. This is your spot. This is, this is the box we're going to put you in. And the, one of the first things that popped up, it said, across cultures, women have typically been stereotyped as warm, communal, and nurturing, but less competent, ambitious, strong, and intelligent than a man. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is a hard pill to swallow. Those, those are hard words to read. Why can't you, do you have to be in that box? Can you be, can you be warm and nurturing, but also ambitious and strong and intelligent? I, I would, yes, I would think so. I think some of the other boxes just on my little soapbox, I feel like there's that sex box and not the active sex, but the sexy box, I guess, you know, women need to dress sexy, show their bodies, you know, and I kind of think about the, the outfits, you know, just in movies or media or cartoons, you know, you think of like Ariel and she has a a shell bra and she's 16 and. It, you know, we're all the sexy Halloween costumes, you know, oh, you're a sexy nurse. Oh, you're a, a sexy French maid. I mean, it, they're endless. You can be a sexy, you know, a league of their own baseball, Brockford Peach. <laughs> I mean, you name it, they've made every Halloween costume, which is Halloween is tomorrow. That's why it's top of mind, I guess, uh, in a sexy version. And you're like, Why? Why? But then, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm going to just say I have an 11-year-old and two 7-year-olds and a 6-year-old. So I'm not at this stage where you buy them dresses for homecoming and prom and all the things. But those tiny little dresses that are so, so, so short and so, so, so tight and don't leave anything to the imagination. I'm like, "Why, why are we buying those for our girls I'm not saying have, I'm not saying you have to dress like a nun and wear a turtleneck every day and, you know, khaki pants and dance goes. I, I that's not what I'm saying, but I feel like we think we have to be in this box that's a sexualized being and we have to dress a certain way. And that I feel like that's just not the case. We can we can change and kick our little selves right out of that box. And I mean, hello, my podcast is all about talking about me in a, a sweaty pair of spandex. But what that is, is it doesn't matter. I can be, you know, coming off the mat teaching a class and I'm going into a, you know, a meeting with the banker and the accountant and all the people. And here I am, the CEO of all the businesses. I am who I am because of who I am, not what I'm wearing. And I think that's a good message you know, I, we have a, we live in a college town. You know, we see all the all the girls going to football games or going out for spring break, and you're like, ah. Oh. But you are more than that. You are more than that piece of clothing, and I think we need to remember that we don't need to be put into that box. Another thing, when I was doing all this research, was I would say the academic box or the dumb box. You know, a few things you can't be smarter than a boy or they'll feel inferior and you'll hurt the feelings then they won't you know they won't like you or you know boys are better in science and math than girls it's all those little you know stereotypes or boxes that we get placed in that then we start believing that okay well yeah i guess they are smarter in math and science and they should be the doctors and we should be the nurses and you're like no kick that box right open and then, you know, work is a big one for me. Obviously, you know, this is a, a passionate uh, topic. I read, you know, it's like, oh, men are better suited for leadership roles and bigger careers. And women might be more suited for staying at home or being a caregiver, you know, or maybe different roles like teachers and nurses. Now, don't get me wrong. Y'all, we have come... So far. I mean, I have did did a whole podcast on like the progression of women and the different, you know, highlighted moments of where we have really created change. But I think we still have so much more room for growth. And I think sometimes understanding it and going back to the whys, it's not, it's not like somebody came up to you <laughs> or me and said, oh my gosh, like He's so much smarter than you, and you should be nothing but a caregiver. I mean, that's like a weird, nobody's going to come up and say that to you realistically. But it might be these tiny little comments here and there or different visuals in your life where you're like, oh, well, okay, maybe all the doctors are men and the nurses are women. You're like, maybe I can't do that. But we can. We totally can. And I think we just have to remind ourselves of that. You know, the 50s housewife era is gone. And I'm not saying you can't be a stay-at-home mom. I stayed at home with Peyton after she was born, and I loved it. I love spending time with her and doing crafts with her. And I just think it's about choosing which box we we want to be in. And, I mean, we, like, it's your own decision. Do you want to go back to work? Do you not? Do you love – Being home or do you not? It's the box that we choose for ourselves versus somebody else feeling pressured to be in a box because someone told us we should or we need to be in that particular box. Which kind of leads to the mom box. You know, can you be a mom and have a career, but not necessarily both? Like, there's all these different... People have so many thoughts and opinions. And on this mom topic, I think... We all have such an individual journey. I talk about that in my fitness classes, that we might all be on the same bus or we're in the same class, you know, and we're working together as a community or as this empowerment movement of women. But at the same time, it's okay that we're on our own individual journeys. That doesn't mean that your journey's any less than mine and mine's any greater than yours or less than yours or all the different scenarios we can still come together as one even though we're on different paths and i think sometimes at least i do i feel like people look at me like i have three heads and they're like she works so much and she does too many activities and too many things and has too many kids and I mean, but that's the path I have chosen, and that and that's where I'm at. And everyone has different thresholds. Everyone has a different size box, and I think that's a beautiful thing. It really is, and it should be celebrated. When we continue to feel like we're put in these boxes, these parameters, these limita- limitations, stipulations, I feel like you start to like just believe that that's what you have to live with And I'm just gonna keep saying it over and over because we got to get these garbage messages out of our head. We gotta kick them open. we gotta step out of the box and find where where we want to be. I think about that Barbie movie again when she realized she could be more, or the the little girls realized they could be more than the mom mode that, you know, at the beginning, they're like <laughs> in this desolate area and they're like holding the babies and feeding them and, you know, they're ironing the clothes and all this stuff. And then Barbie showed up and they were like, <gasps> and they started smashing the dolls and smashing all the things they were playing with. It was like their eyes open and somebody told them, you can be more than that. If you want, you can do more. You don't have to do just this. And their eyes were just like, oh, my gosh. It was an epiphany for them. And I love that visual. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm just going to say it again. You should see it. But it was a beautiful moment. And it they were kids. It was little girls. But it was like, yeah, you can. You want to change and be an astronaut and be a construction worker and be the president and all the things? That was kind of you can you can be barbie hey barbie <laughs> it can be really tough though to be a trailblazer and it's really tough to put ourselves out there i i feel that often i'm not going to call myself a trailblazer but i really put myself out there and i really am passionate about the messaging of women empowerment and helping them and me women everywhere to find their authentic and confident self and i think us coming out of that box, of all of these different types of boxes, and and continuing to step forward is really important. We have to be cheerleaders for one another, and we have to be accepting when others want to do something different maybe than, than we want to do. It is. I want you to just go back and think about that pink Barbie box, and you're standing there, and if it's not the box you want to be in, step on out of it, kick on out of it, and find where you want to be. Y'all, thanks for spending time with me today. I would love for you to leave here and just kind of think about it. Are you? What are the different moments that maybe have chipped away at your confidence? How can you kind of gain some of those back? How can you empower and instill this message in in the younger women around you? And how can you celebrate other women, what they're doing, How they're doing it. Where they're doing it. Because the potential is limitless. And I want you to remember that you are beautiful. You are strong. And you are enough. And you can do anything. So kick that damn box open, y'all. All right. I'll see you next time.